0: What up, streaming live from the beautiful FTJ Studios? It's your host, Addison man. Welcome back to another edition of From the Jump, man. We live right now in the FTJ studio. A-E, cut the air on, bro. It's out of here, bro. Hey, hey, bro, for real, bro. Cut the air on, bro. It's out of here. But hey, before we get into Jimmy Butler and before we get into LeBron talking about him giving his mature son wine and whatnot, I need everybody to stop what they're doing right now. I need everybody to stop what they're doing right now. And go to Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you can find your boy. And go follow me at From the Jump, man. F-R-O-M-T-H-A-J-U-M-P. It's all one word. Ain't no E in there. That's the West Coast. So you know we say the, not the. Y-D. But you already know we got to start off today's show talking about It's It's, it's inevitable. It's the, it's the news heard around the world right now. And it's Jimmy Butler. And we got to talk about it because when I first heard the news of Jimmy Butler, I laughed. But then when I doubled back on it, I was disappointed in Jimmy Butler. And I'm going to tell you why I was disappointed in Jimmy Butler. Now, Adrian Wojnarowski reported earlier on Twitter that Jimmy Butler had this tirade at practice where he was cussing out coaches. Now, it said that he was yelling things such as, you need me to Scott Layden, which was the GM, of course, of the Minnesota Timberwolves, pretty much saying trade me trade me, yelling at Carl Anthony Towns. They said it got so bad that Jimmy Butler went with the threes and destroyed the ones. Here's the interview he had with Rachel Nichols. Now take a listen to what Jimmy Butler said in this recent interview that he had with Rachel Nichols. That you were loud, emotional, passionate, we like to say. I haven't played basketball in in, in so long, and I'm so passionate, and I love the game, and I don't do it for any other reason except for to compete and go up against the best to try to prove that I can hang. So all my emotion came out at one time. Was it the right way to do it? No, but I can't control that when I'm out there competing. Now, after I heard the interview, I was really puzzled, but I was clear at the same time. I said, Jimmy Butler wants out of Minnesota. It's very clear. What you're seeing with Jimmy Butler do with this situation in Minnesota is I'm going to ante up the trade talks. I'm going to almost force you to trade me. That's the only reason why Jimmy Butler would have acted the way he acted today in practice. Him getting on an interview with Rachel Nichols saying that he's passionate, he loves the game. That's no excuse to be coming at your teammates, the GM of the guys that sign your checks. Now, Jimmy Butler didn't ask to be traded. And we saw Jimmy Butler over the years was gradually getting better with the Chicago Bulls. So again, Jimmy Butler has not reached superstar status, but Jimmy Butler is one of the star names in this league. This, this, this attitude, this To me, it's shocking because I ain't never seen this side of Jimmy Butler at all. And, of course, we can never tell somebody how to react and how to respond when they've been mistreated. And clearly, Jimmy Butler feels like he's been mistreated. Now, what I do understand about this Minnesota Timberwolves team is that, and I said it from the very beginning when they traded for Jimmy Butler. And when Tom Thibodeau was raving how much they love Jimmy Butler and they got Derrick Rose. Everybody cannot touch the basketball. Derrick Rose got his own little thing going on. Jimmy Butler can't have his own thing going on. Andrew Wiggins is trying to be the man. And oh, by the way, you just maxed out Car Anthony Towns pretty much for the next five to six years. So everybody cannot be the man in Minnesota. Minnesota was moving forward with Car Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. And I feel like we were starting to find out whether or not Andrew Wiggins was going to be the guy to play second fiddle to Car Anthony Towns. So now in this situation right now, what we're seeing is Jimmy Butler saying, you know what, this is a young team. These young dudes ain't really trying to win right now. And he's probably looking at the guys up top at Golden State, at Houston, at the Lakers, at Oklahoma City, saying, man, these teams are making moves. These teams are making moves. And what are we doing as a Minnesota Timberwolves organization to compete against Golden State, to compete against the Houston Rockets, a team in which we look awful against? And as they always say, what's ever done in the dark always comes to the light. And what we saw last year in the playoffs just like for the Washington Wizards, the same thing for the Minnesota Timberwolves. We saw dysfunction. And basketball dysfunction, any type of friction, any type of anything affects the basketball play. Which is why they always try to say they try to keep the locker room as clean as possible. Because if the locker room is clean and there's cohesion amongst the team, then on the court, everything's going to go smoothly. You're typically going to win. Jimmy Butler acting out in practicing and then getting on the interview with Rachel Nichols. It's classic. We've seen this move before. We've seen this move before. But he's just anteing up the trade talk saying, look, Minnesota, this situation really isn't fixable. I appreciate you trading for me. I'm not going to resign with you. And I would be happy if you trade me, preferably right now to Miami. And of course, Miami ain't just willingly going to just give up Josh Richardson and Gordon. They're not going to just give up pieces. So we're willing to see what's going to happen with this Minnesota situation. But after today's situation, after this tantrum that he threw, talking about it with passion, and love and desire, stop it, Jimmy Butler. You know what you was doing. Hey, look, all I'm saying is I don't mean to sound harsh on Jimmy Butler, but I know the real, and I know at the end of the day, what Jimmy did today at practice was all rehearsed because he got on ESPN today with Rachel Nichols and did the interview. So for me, what you did at practice and now what you're doing in the interview, to me, looked like it was, it was all planned. But now coming up next on From the Jump, find out which big man in the NBA just signed a lucrative deal with Under Armour. Plus... Does LeBron James let his kids drink? Find out what does he let his kids drink next on From the Jump. Football is my dream. I want a life better than the one I've been living. It's supposed to be easier, not harder. About time you got a proper introduction to Beverly. Beverly. You can't keep going back and forth like this. I left behind my family, my friends, my school. I left behind who I am. I ain't the only one with it all on the line here. All American. New series this Wednesday at 9, 8 central on The CW. Yup, back in the FTJ studio live on the West Coast Wednesday. What's up? Hey, 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 hey. Y'all, hey, all remember this song. Name this song right now. Name it. Just name it right now. Everyone, you riding, you listening to it. Name this song right now. I guarantee you, you will not remember this song. I guarantee you. I'm telling you, name it right now. I guarantee you won't name it. But we are live right now in FTJ Studios. Follow your boy on social media at From The Jump. Man, I follow everybody back. We're keeping with the NBA. Quick news around the NBA. Under Armour has announced that it has agreed to a five-year deal with Joel Embiid. Yes, Under Armour has agreed to a five-year deal with Joel Embiid pretty much to make him, it's, I guess, face. Of the brand, if you will, that this makes him one of the highest-paid Under Armour athletes on the brand, but also makes him one of the highest-paid sneaker athletes. And the reason why this is important is because at one point, Joel Embiid, I know, was with Adidas. You've seen him on Adidas commercials on social media. He was heavily repping Adidas heavily on the social media a lot, all the time, always talking about Adidas. So I thought that Joel Embiid was going to be one of those Adidas lifers. Again, we know. That adidas is as an overload right now everybody wants to be in that creative space i got on adidas right now shout out to the three stripes you feel me and of course you Neil know, nike has the big dogs of course lebron kevin durant and then everybody underneath but of course under armor you know just has steph curry right now so i think that Joel b going over to under armor could be good for him you know he could have his own shoe of course puma just came out and you know a lot of guys were signed with puma deandre aiden marvin bag but Joel b decided to go to under armor Sounded to be different. I think it's good. I remember at one point, Brandon Jennings had the Under Armour popping, so I want to see if Joel Embiid is able to get the Under Armour popping, but shout out to Joel Embiid for signing that lucrative contract with Under Armour. Other news around the NBA, Clay Thompson speaking with the media says that he thought it was pretty cool to see LeBron James on the Lakers. Now i ain't going to lie to you as a Dubs fan. Shout out to the Dubs, you feel me? Dub Nation, stand up! I thought it was kind of odd that he was talking about LeBron, but then when I caught What he was trying to say, ultimately, it made more sense to me, just like it's made sense to everybody to this point of why LeBron James decided to go to the Lakers. I understand Klay Thompson, every time he makes a comment about the Lakers, this entire season is gonna be, how can we get Klay Thompson to the Lakers? I don't know why everybody wants Golden State to break up so bad, but they just want Klay Thompson to go to the Lakers. I understand that his dad played for the Lakers, But just because your dad played for the Lakers doesn't mean that you had to play for the Lakers. And and, and what we all saw with LeBron James going to the Lakers is we saw a power move transpire. We had never seen an athlete take his talents from his hometown team to Miami, back to his hometown team, win the championship, and now to come out into the Western Conference. But now let's, let's, let's be clear about this situation here about LeBron being in the West. Why yes, it's all fine and good and it's gonna lead me into my next point. I think LeBron James has to be very careful here. And he has to tread very lightly. You know, LeBron James has been very candid. He's been very open. He's been very just social with everybody. HBO shows where he just says what he wants to. And hey, we all loving it because at the end of the day, we have not seen this LeBron James. This is the LeBron James that I think that most of us was waiting for, I think for probably about 10 to 12 years now, until LeBron really came out and started saying, I'm the GOAT, and then you got the 2K19 GOAT. You know what I mean? That was when LeBron James started to really come into his own. But prior to LeBron James hadn't dubbed himself as the greatest player of all time, if you will. But now, the reason why LeBron James has to tread lightly here is because of the fact that he's been saying a lot of things that he really can't take back. And now this recent clip about him saying that he allows his kids to drink wine, it was very interesting, take a listen. I got very mature 14 and 11 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. My 14 and 11 year olds drink wine. Really? Yeah, that's how mature they are. Wow. That's impressive. They be driving next week too. <laughs> now I wanna purpose my comments by saying I don't have any kids, so who am I to tell somebody else how to raise their kids? Now however, a 14 and 11 year old, just in my opinion, shouldn't be drinking wine. I think at that age, I think they're too young and i think they're very impressionable and i think at that age and time period your mind should be the freshest and it should be the clearest and you shouldn't need wine or anything like that in order to relax and or you know in order to have a good time at that age now however at the end of the day i understand being young we all were young we all drank smoked. we all did things that we weren't supposed to do so now i i do agree at the fact that hey, If you're going to drink, I'd rather you drink with me. I'd rather you drink in my presence than for you to drink outside and you get caught and you get in trouble. And again, inside his household, he's able to do whatever he wants to do. Now, I don't know the rules specifically as to giving children and minors alcohol and wine and those kind of things. But in LeBron James' house, he feels like his 14-year-olds are eligible enough to drink wine. But what I think this overall thing I think LeBron has to be careful of is I think LeBron has to tread lightly. Now, I understand LeBron has been very candid. He's been very open and very honest about everything. He's been very social, been very speaking about different topics, and which is great. In 2018, we need that from one of the best players in the NBA. And I wish that a lot more other players would be this vocal and be more uncut and more raw. Just about everything. You know, we kind of see it on Instagram, but just on a more global and platform standpoint, I wish that more guys would be that way. Now, again, it could be an L.A. thing, you know, them being on the West Coast, but who am I to tell somebody how to raise their kids? I just don't feel like a 14, 11-year-old should be drinking wine. But that's just me. But we talked about a lot today. Short show for today. Not a whole lot happened on the sports wire. But as I said, man, that Jimmy Butler situation, they got to fix that. Minnesota got to trade him. They got to get him out of there because he can't be cussing at the coach and the GM talking about trade me. And you need me. And this happened all season long. That can't happen. But follow your boy on social media at From the man, I follow everybody back on their tap in. It's your boy, man. We out.